is on. Hi, it's Thursday Night Live. Welcome to Singing Waters Christian Fellowship Center. My husband and I have been going online since the COVID pandemic started, and uh, we're not, obviously a lot of people are not gathering and kind of doing whatever you do low-key, wearing masks, still social distancing. So we're so honored. Gosh, you smell good. Uh, so honored that for those of you that have been watching us, we're just so blessed that um, we can be uh, just joining with you and partnering with you with whatever you're going through at this time. And just we're all about kingdom. We're all about kingdom mm -hmm. living and mm -hmm. spreading the kingdom and speaking forth truth because truth sets us free. And so I don't know. I think we should get right into it. I know it's okay. kind of late. Our service starts at six live as well. Okay. So um, we're just so glad you're here. Welcome. Take a deep breath, sit down mm -hmm. and relax, mm -hmm. and give yourself just a few minutes with us. Yeah. And I hope you're blessed. Thank you guys for uh, you know being so consistent and following along uh, for all these months, for those of you that have been following. Um, you know, just uh, as we're going through the changes here in this country, as last week we shared about what was going on at the Capitol, and uh, here we are a week later, <clears throat> and still there's still more going on politically and nationally. And so it's like, you know, my question was, you know, what was going on during Jesus' day? How did, he, how would he have dealt with this? And so it was interesting because I looked at um, what was happening by historians. They wrote about what it was like. What it was like when day. Jesus came yeah. to Israel. So what was and, it like? And, and so here's here's an interesting quote from uh, Josephus. It says, "The free citizens were idle, dissipated, sunken. Their chief thoughts were of the theater." And of the arena. Doesn't it remind you of the movies and sports? Uh-oh, convicted. And and they were mostly supported at public cost. So we could look at our these things as sports and movies and stuff like that, plays. Um, and they're all supported by our taxes, right? So while even at the time of Augustus, it says, more than 200,000 persons with us maintained by the state. And so today we have, of course, people that are supporting, being supported by the state. And then he goes on, he says, what of the old Roman stock remained was rapidly decaying, partly from corruption, mm. but chiefly from the increasing cessation of marriage. So mm. marriage was not a thing mm -hmm. in, in, anymore. And the nameless abominations of what remained of family life. Abortion and the exposure and murder of newly born mm. children were common and tolerated. So during that time, mm. if you didn't like your child, you just put your child outside. And if someone didn't claim this child, uh, made them, had them be their own, then that child would basically die and it was like oh, a kind of a normal thing you know mm. and it was just terrible you know that's just kind of how it was in that day and mm. of course abortion was an issue you know it's not it's not a, a, a recent 50 year mm -hmm. ago thing it's been going on for a long time mm. and then he goes on he says there were unnatural vices which even the greatest philosophers practice mm. if not advocated and it says they attained proportions with defy description so basically yeah well basically the world was in a state of like extraordinary moral decline and so 2,000 lords of Rome, they had like 1.3 million slaves that were treated with great cruelty. And in the empire, there were like 6 million slaves. Right. So the rich really lived it like extravagance with chastity and marriage were like the exception, while divorce and immorality were the rule. That's right. So I guess the priests, right, they preyed upon the masses of the ignorant. Many seductive cults like just did their degrading influence on people. And the religion of the uh, Romans had no power to cope with the degeneracy of the times, it says. Mm. The philosophies of the Greeks failed. None of the philosophies could meet the uh, deep moral needs of the times. Mm -hmm. The emperors were monsters of crime. They were just doing horrendous things. And thousands of lives were sacrificed in the arena to furnish entertainment for the emperor. So they throw these people in and they just thought it was so cool and so 
fun, I guess, to throw these people kind in like and Hunger have Games. them killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, there was a it was a bloodthirsty population. But those that were rich were luxury beyond description. It, they were so rich, extremely rich. Mm-hmm. And Sene- uh, Seneca, a writer, testified that children were considered with great disfavor, and infant exposure was prevalent. Mm-hmm. So he it's like that. you don't terrible. want this kid to get rid of him. Yeah, that's uh, terrible. Tacitus, another writer, said that the spirit of the times was to corrupt and be corrupted. Mm-hmm. So this so was the this condition. This is how it was when Jesus came. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he came and he was to overcome the world with the good news, with the with gospel. gospel. So That's kind of right. feel like, you know, as we're seeing the political scene and how bad it was, um, you know, as Governor Pilate displayed a lot of insensitivity, right? And yeah, brutality. brutality. Yep. And he marched his troops into Jerusalem carrying standards which bared the images of the Jews viewing as idolatrous outrage. Many protested heatedly, but just they ignored it. Huh. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, they finally uh, rose up and um, they called his bluff and he backed down and he pulled it out, uh, pulled out these images out. And, uh, and you know, then what happened was there was just this back and forth between the religious Jews and, um, and the government, mm-hmm. government that was running, uh, mm-hmm. Israel. And, and then there was a group of people that had decided to climb Mount Gerizim and looking for golden objects that Moses supposedly had. Mm. And uh, they were thinking that these Samaritans that went up there were insurrectionists. You know, that's a word, oh. huh, that's being used now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Pilate ordered his troops to attack them and many were killed. Wow. And then the Samaritans complained about Pilate's brutality to his immediate superior and the, the governor of Syria. He removed Pilate from office and ordered him to Rome to be judged, but Tiberius died before he even mm. got there. So that's the scene. That was going on. So it's not much different from what we're seeing today. You know, our country mm. and the decadence and all the stuff, you know, the, the corruption and It's so interesting and that back he and came forth. in such a humble manner. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show that it's not necessarily great wealth or great power influence that changes things, but it's just coming, someone coming with the power of the Holy Spirit, right. speaking words of truth and life. Yeah. So. And, and, and before... Um, you know, Jesus came, there was a forerunner, John the Baptist. And he went into the countryside all around Jordan. He was preaching a baptism of repentance, basically saying, hey guys, we're going in the wrong direction. We need to turn around. Mm -hmm. And uh, a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. And as is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, he says, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. So it's in the desert. It's in those places that are struggle, where we struggle. Mm-hmm. That's where we prepare a place for the Lord, and which I find it very interesting. Well, because, right, because the voice ha- the voice can be heard though in the desert, mm-hmm. you know, because there's not a lot of other distractions. I mean, there's going to be a lot of fears because when we're in the wilderness in the desert, we're really afraid of animals coming to get us, and mm-hmm. we're afraid there's a man in the boogeyman. How many mm-hmm. have seen boogeyman's in their closet? And so I love that John the Baptist was the voice crying out in the wilderness mm-hmm. to make way the straight paths for him. So, and it wasn't so much just for him, but it was for him to come into our lives. Right. So it says, you know, every valley shall be um, filled, okay. you know, every hill will be made low and the crooked roads will become straight. So the rough areas get cleared out so that all mankind can see God's salvation. Mm-hmm. So that was the beautiful, that was a beautiful message that John the Baptist had. That's right. And he, you know, he was just preparing the place mm-hmm. for people, and and but sometimes we have to go through difficulties mm-hmm. and be in that wilderness, right, you know, right. be in the desert before we're actually ready to hear something new that God mm-hmm. may have for us. Sometimes it takes us to be uncomfortable before we'll move yeah, forward. Yeah, we have to, to be kind new. of cleaned of some stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so John, uh, Jesus, when he was uh, walking with his disciples at the tail end of his ministry time, before he was crucified. 
um, in John 14 through 16, um, he has this, his last major conversation with his disciples. And he said a few things that I'm going to read on. It says, number one, one of the things he said in 14 was, I love this one. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Trust also in me. In That's my right. Father's house are many mansions. And if I go, I prepare a place for you. For where I am, you may come also. I That's love right. that. I have a friend that used to say, I love Santa. You always said, all is well that ends well. And I'm like, right. She's like, so I always told myself when things were getting bad that it's going to end well. God has overcome the world. Mm -hmm. So even though we have tribulation and heartache here, there is going to be the complete renewal and restoration of all things. That's right. That's right. And then Jesus, um, as he was getting ready to depart, he said, I, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind mm -hmm. and heart. And that's a gift, you mm -hmm. know? And so we have a peace that is beyond understanding. We have mm -hmm. a peace that a lot of the world doesn't get, doesn't mm -hmm. understand, mm -hmm. because we recognize that we have something beyond what we mm -hmm. see, right? Beyond what they know. Right. And, um, and this uh, Jesus goes on, he says, and this, and the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give. Mm -mm. So don't be troubled or afraid. And so he tried to comfort his disciples. Because he knew. I mean, I think he knew. I'm sure there were times that he took on flesh. He knows what fear looks like. And mm -hmm. when things are unsettled, just like think how things are right now, you know, there it's he he knows that we're sheep. He knows that we need to be led by still waters. He knows that we That's need right. to be um, taken to pasture. In sixteen, John sixteen, one through four. You know, he says, I have told you these things that so you will, won't abandon your faith. There's a lot of despondent people right now. There mm -hmm. are a lot of people that maybe think God didn't move the way they wanted or God didn't show up in exactly the same way. Or they felt like what, the, what they're hearing is of faith is not of faith to others. So people are, it's, it's a tempting time. Mm -hmm. But it says, for you will be expelled from synagogues and a time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing a holy service. Mm-hmm. This is because they've never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now. Why? So that when they happen, you will remember my warning. Sure. Why? So true. And, and so he was getting them ready, really, right? Uh, he was getting his disciples ready because here he was establishing a whole new work mm -hmm. that the world had never seen. Right. And it was going to be, it was going to come with difficulty. It wasn't just mm -hmm. going to be go, oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, right, we'll accept right. it. It was going to be a challenge to a lot of the teaching that was out in the world. A mm -hmm. lot of the things that the philosophers were saying, a lot of things that anybody else was saying, this was going to be a whole new thing that was coming out. Mm -hmm. And so he knew that this was going to happen. So he prepped his guys and said, mm -hmm. look, here's what's going to happen. So it's okay, though. I'm with you. I'll be with you. And in John, later on in John 16, he says, I tell you the truth. He mm -hmm. says, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me. Of course, he was speaking of his death, his right? His upcoming death, yeah. And, uh, but the world will rejoice, he said. Mm -hmm. You will grieve, but your grief will be suddenly turned to wonderful joy. And that's when they were going to find mm -hmm. that he had risen right, from the dead, right. right? And that he'd overcome death for all of us. That's and right. that he made a path for all of us to enjoy that eternity. Mm -hmm. So in 33, in that same chapter, you know, he says, These things I've spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. Mm -hmm. In this world you will have tribulation. Take courage. I have overcome the world. And that's how he ends it. Mm. He says, Take courage. I have overcome these mm. worlds. So I'm going to look at that. We're going to look at that a little bit. He says, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. So he was preparing them so that they would mm. have peace. And that peace is internal. It's an internal peace, right? not because it's not. Yeah, it's not a peace outside. It's, it's a not decision. That there's no war it's standing outside. on the rock. It's knowing that your house has been built on that firm foundation that when the winds blow and the red floods come, that your foundation is sure. 
stand on the rock there's no other place to stand know what you believe and you cling to it sanctify jesus as lord in your heart mm -hmm. don't let the myths and the doctrines of the world make you double-minded and get tossed around in the ocean be strong know what you believe stand on what you know is true right. and it will give you peace because that never changes that's right god's promises his truths never change that's right and then jesus in that same passage says in the world you have tribulation so mm -hmm. the external is where you will have tribulation yes. right but then he says but take courage which is internal mm -hmm. now he's saying but look inside basically right. take courage build mm -hmm. courage right mm -hmm. i have overcome the world i have overcome the external all right? of these things yes and so so he's going to renew and restore all things absolutely absolutely all things yeah. every tear every heartache all of that will be renewed and restored that's right that's that's something that can bring us great peace if we meditate on it. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of deferred hope that made us sad. There are a lot of dreams that died. There are a lot of heartaches and pain and suffering that we never felt we had to go through or wished we wouldn't have had to. There's so much sickness, so much sorrow, mm -hmm. so much depression, so much uh, anxiety that's crippling that can make people miss out and just mm -hmm. say, is this really what it's all about? But we have to understand that we weren't told we were told that this tribulation might come here, but he does provide a way. He does provide a way to escape. He does give us the tools to rest That's right. and find peace even in these circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know that scripture in Romans, it says, mm. uh, Romans 8, it says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Oh, I love this verse. Does it mean he had, that he no longer loves us mm -hmm. if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger mm -hmm. or threatened with death? And he says, as the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. And he says, no, despite all these things, oh. overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Mm, that's right? nice. So we have the victory in mm. Christ. And he says, and he goes on, he says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. I love this verse. Neither death, nor life, angels. nor angels, nor demons, no neither fears, our fears, or worries, worries. Nothing, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Mm. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm. And so that's the thing that is so important to know that no matter what happens, no matter what is happening to our land, our town, our homes, our lives, our health, the, our hearts, our finances, God is with our us security. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He won't leave us. Mm -hmm. He never leaves us. And in First John, uh, John says, You see, every child of God overcomes the world, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs mm -hmm. over the world. So it's your faith, you know, believing that Jesus is who he said he was mm -hmm. and that he had promised us eternal life. He promises mm -hmm. the forgiveness through his death on the cross and he's promises eternal life and then he's come back for us. And so we have the hope to say, you know, this isn't all there is. Mm -hmm. There's more, right? So he goes on, he says, so we who are the world conquering conquerors, mm -hmm. defeating its power, those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. So those of us that believe uh, in Jesus as the son of God, we're the ones that con can conquer the world mm -hmm. in a sense, right? Because the world will not conquer us. Uh, Romans eight thirty seven says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I think that's another thing. We are more than conquerors, mm -hmm. right? Because no. of, yeah, because of his power and his presence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know you put that verse in for Corinthians and to 
14, 15, said, this is why I'm so thankful to God who always marches us in victory under the banner of the anointed one, because through him he spreads the beautiful fragrance of his knowledge to every corner of the earth. In turbulent mm -hmm. world where people are either dying or being rescued, we are the anointing, we are the sweet smell of the anointed to God our Father. Mm -hmm. That's in the voice. That's mm -hmm. so good. Isn't that good? So just to know that when you walk into a room, you can change the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Just know that your presence um, can infuse hope. That's right. And the world is in need of hope today. Mm -hmm. We all are. That's why you never forsake the, the gathering of the saints. That's right. Even if your church building isn't open for, you still call people. You still connect. You still pray with each other. You surround yourself with people that know what they live for, mm -hmm. that they are on the rock, that their hope, you know, their hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ, his righteousness. Mm -hmm. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. I know that's an old hymn, mm -hmm. but the words are so truth. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk mm -hmm. about Acts, though. Acts 31, you have that yep. verse. And so then, once the church really started to settle on that and settle on what God was doing, uh, in their lives internally, uh, they had the peace and the strength mm. and the courage to continue to go out and proclaim the gospel. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happened, whether it was persecution or not, they continued mm -hmm. to be an example. And throughout that, since mm -hmm. 2,000 years, that's what has grown the church, yes. that the world is amazed at how the church mm -hmm. reacts mm -hmm. in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of war, in the midst of whatever. And if we respond with love, and, and help and good, you mm -hmm. know, towards people, they're blown away. And that opens up a door for them to say, well, wait a minute, what is mm -hmm. it that makes you like this? Why are you mm -hmm. so different? Mm -hmm. And and so, and that's what was happening. And you see it in the book of Acts chapter nine. It says, then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and mm -hmm. was strengthened. And then it says, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit and increased in numbers. So really, this is a time where the church can grow. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like your testimony, your witness, it's so important right now. That's right. Don't feel like just because church activity seems like it's changed or maybe it's not as active. God is calling for his people to stand up and to infuse hope, to bring love into situations, to bring kindness, to bring mercy, unending forgiveness, unconditional love. This is our opportunity to bring a fragrance and mm -hmm. to overcome to overcome times that are unsettling and times that drain us and make us feel like we can't go on. We can go on. Absolutely. We're not alone. Absolutely. You greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We know that we don't rush, wrestle against fresh flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and dark places. And that's what's making so much of this confusion. You are not battling against ideas and people. You are you are battling against something far wiser and greater, who's trying to make things way more difficult than mm -hmm. they really are. Mm -hmm. That's right. So this was a good word, Pastor. I'm yeah. blessed that we got to share this. It yeah. encouraged me. I hope it encouraged you. Absolutely. And, you know, so we just want to encourage you that irrespective of whether you can meet or not, that does not, that does not limit your, your journey with God, right? And mm -hmm. it should not limit your journey mm -hmm. with other people walking with God also. Amen. You can make a phone call, like my wife said. You can do a Zoom call. You can do whatever. Um, you can continue to watch... Uh, videos like like this one and others uh, that will encourage your faith that help you walk uh, strongly with God uh, you can pick up your Bible and read it you can pray you I mean there's so many things that we can do right and that all those things are part of the internal and that's the key get the internal inside right mm -hmm. and strong and encouraged and, and strengthened by God mm -hmm. and you will have then 
the, the faith and the hope to know that no matter what happens, you're going to be fine. And so we just want to encourage you with that word. And we just pray blessings upon your home, upon yourself. And uh, if you're working on your workplace, protection. Uh, and we're praying for a closure, an end to this horrible pandemic thing that we've been struggling with. So go with God. Walk with Him. Know that He's with you. Amen. I got a little song. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Love you guys. All right.